Welcome to another episode of the Good Guys Podcast. My name is Brandon Dixon. I am a happily married man and a humble father of four. And as always, I am joined by none other than the the Reverend Slim Rev, aka Joshua Ezzy. What's good, PD? How you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's an, another week has passed. Mm. We still here. Still here. Any good? Ain't nobody got the Rona. Nobody got the Rona, man. Nor in, none, not in the body, not in the fridge. That's right. That's right. Stuff is starting to slowly but surely open back up. You know? So. I'm like, bro, why y'all opening up stuff that was already open? What you mean? I mean, now you can eat inside now. I'm like, bro, open up the gyms. Open up something I ain't had access to. Don't open up. Right. Don't open up another layer of what was already open. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I, I can't wait for things to just go completely back to normal. But I feel like it might not be nah, that man. way this, these are for the, a little while. These are the beginnings of the last of the last days, BD. Oof. There's no way they're going back to normal, and and that, I think that's what's kind of get your house in order. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it boils down to. That's what it boils down to. All right, well, we've got a great show for you guys here today, so we're going to get into it here soon. But before I do, as I always say, if you haven't done so already, if you enjoy the Good Guys podcast, if you enjoy the content that we're putting out, hit that subscribe button, okay? And hit the bell so that you get post notifications so you know whenever we uh, drop new content or whenever we go live. Uh, we normally go live either Monday or Tuesday before the new podcast drops. So you want to be, uh, you want to have that bell selected so that you know when we're going live, and you want to know when we actually drop our new episodes. Okay, support the Good Guys podcast. That's all we ask for you guys. Those of you who are watching and you haven't hit subscribe, hit the subscribe button. Come on, man. You know, don't hesitate. You know it's good. You know it's good content we're kicking out for you guys. All right. Uh, always, as always, hop in the comments, interact with us. We like going back and forth with you guys as well. And definitely smash that like button if you enjoy the content as well. Okay. All right. We're going to go ahead and get started as we customarily do with the weekly airing of grievances. All right. And I've got one here today. I don't know if it's so much as a grievance, J.E., or, or it. You know, or if it's just, I'm kind of, maybe I'm posing a question okay. here, okay. okay? And it comes from, as many of my uh, topics or grievances uh, normally do, from reality television. I think maybe we should start a segment like the Reality TV Chronicles where we talk about... Where you, uh, I, I watch documentaries. Oh, I'll bring the, yeah, I, I'll bring the, I'll bring the content. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'll just make sure. I, I was like, you unfortunately, see. I know. Nope, I know you're not going to watch it. Unfortunately, <clears throat> I have to. Um, but yeah, and and just talk about you know topics based off of situations coming from reality mm. television. Because there's that every time I watch, it's like that's a topic we could talk about on the Good Guys podcast because they do everything wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it, BD. Yeah, bring it to the table, bro. I'll chop it up with you. The reality TV chronicles. 
coming soon. All right, so we were watching, I don't even remember which show it was. I think it was Growing Up Hip Hop or something like that. What? But Another show? So it was not Love and Hip Hop or Hip Hop Wives? Now it's Growing Up Hip Hop? Oh, the they've kid, got all of the them. The kids. Yes, this is the kids of uh, <clears throat> uh, hip hop moguls, apparently. Gotcha. All right, so in the episode, uh, the guy ended up, you know, he was getting married to one of the hip hop moguls' daughters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his funds wasn't necessarily, you know, where he wanted them to be yet at the time. So he he wanted he got the ring. He got the engagement ring, but he got it from a pawn shop. And, you know, my wife was like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, he he wrong for that. He can't be doing that. And I said, wait a minute now, babe. Like, is is there anything wrong with getting the wedding ring from the pawn shop. what What's wrong with that? I mean, I don't know. I guess there's kind of arguments that could be made for both sides. But, I mean, if, if his funds ain't there and he got the ring from the pawn shop, I, I don't know, Josh. Like I said, it's not necessarily a grievance so much as it is I'm posing the question and I want to get feedback from you. I want to get feedback from the, 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 the listeners of the Good Guys podcast. Is it wrong to get a wedding ring from a pawn shop? Josh, how do you feel? I feel there's nothing wrong with that, honestly. Okay. I mean, honestly, BD, I think um, there are some double standards when it comes to men and women. I think most of the things that we do for our wives or men do for their women is for the the observation of other women. Um, um, The only reason why they want a nice ring so they can flaunt it in their jobs. And so people can be like, oh my gosh, look at that. But what really matters? Aren't we talking about the matters of the heart? It says husband. It didn't say hus 10,000 band, you know, husband. This is the band that I'm able. This is the band that I was able to get. It doesn't mean that I can't elevate the band. It doesn't mean that I may when I get my funds together that I can't add an extra um, cubics or <laughs> add a couple extra uh, rocks, <laughs> rocks to Don't it. But my thing is, BDI. The man wants to marry you. The symbol of his love is not on the finger. It's in his heart. You know? And I don't understand why ladies think that's such a big deal. Like, at the end of the day, most of these women who got big bands and nice rings got a man that's flinging, slinging. You know what I'm saying? And so she got a great ring, but does she got a great man? But your man is giving you the best that he can give, and you're upset that he got it from a pawn shop? First off, oh. first off, if he didn't have his funds together, then why y'all making plans together? If that was such a big deal, that's just that's just about two dollars and forty seven cents of what I had on my heart, BD. That's it. <laughs> I have more, well, but I'm like, man, I just don't understand. Let me play. Allow me to play devil's advocate here. Okay, okay, okay. Because it, as you brought up, okay, if his funds aren't where they need to be. Maybe, maybe they shouldn't be getting. Well, but, but what, why, what about why? the person who says, mm. "Hey, you know, if you have to buy a ring from a pawn shop, maybe you're not quite where no, you need to be." No, BD, the ring is, shouldn't be in the classifications of provision. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So, so, so if he he got funds for everything else, but why why will you waste funds on something that is not necessarily that important compared to? 
other forms of provision. Now, don't get me wrong. My wife got an, an amazing ring, but the Lord looked out in a lot of amazing ways. And that probably another story for another time, which that's why I'm saying walk in the favor of God, fellas. But what I'm saying is, is like he might have his funds up, but fundamentally, whew, mm. but fundamentally, is it a great, is it the right purchase? If he buys a $10,000 ring for you, that's only going to be on your finger. You know what I could do? <laughs> you know what 10000 can do through our hands? Not just mm. sitting there on one finger? 20000 30000 40000 So true. what would you rather have, ladies? A man who gave you his best but had funds for other forms of provision, but fundamentally he just didn't think that was a wise person at the moment, but he's been faithful? Or a guy to get you a $20,000 ring and you show it off for a year or two and then find out that he wasn't even committed to you? Which one would you rather have? That's a good question. Or would you let go of the good guy because say, all I can really get is, <laughs> is cubics, zirconiums. I'm working mm. towards diamonds. But my thing is, we got goals. We got aspirations. And I think that, you know, maybe our fifth year or tenth year, I can get you something that's that's representative of what we built together. Woo! Woo! Okay. Come on now. I'm preaching that's better true. than what y'all saying. I'm telling you. <laughs> So if y'all at a place right now where y'all building the empire, then get a ring that matches where y'all at the level of y'all building. That's true. That's a good way to look at it. Like if you were, you know, if you're a guy and, you know, you're interested in a, in a lady, but and you want to go ahead and make that commitment, you know, you want to, you know, uh, go ahead and step into that position of leadership. And you're not necessarily where you want to be financially. You can buy that ring. And it might be from a pawn shop, but it could be a symbol of, you know, where you guys started from in your relationship, in your uh, your faith journey with Christ, in your journey with each other. And like Jay, you said, five, 10 years from now, you look back and say, hey, look at this ring. You know, this is where we were. Hey, I appreciate you rocking with me, you know, with this ring and holding me down. And now I'm going to upgrade you, you know. And, and <clears throat> I mean, that can be a powerful thing. That yeah, can definitely be a powerful thing. We're not saying that he can't afford nothing. <laughs> I'm saying he, right. he just can't he not say afford. He just doesn't think it's wise at that moment for that purchase. Not necessarily everything else. Y'all got goals. Y'all got plans. Y'all talked about it. Now y'all got to the moment of engagement. And I think the guy should have that conversation with the young lady so that her expectations won't be because that faces everything. She got you got your, you got a whole family there everybody's mm-hmm. watching and you open a little rock up and there's no glistening. There's no light <laughs> shining in different directions. People not blind, people not like this and people, right. and, and you know, you know, moms are savages. Moms Ooh, and aunts aunties. are savages. Oh, aunt, oh, yeah. Moms might be a little bit more nice. The aunties going to be like, aunties. he got you that. I can't even, I can't even, I can't see. even see it. What? But, but, but the dentist, when the man come in, but, but do you see what we building though? See, your man left you five years ago. You ain't built nothing since. See, Ooh, fellas, clap back. Fellas, Marriage clap back. Fellas, <laughs> fellas you got to clap back. You got you to stand your ground, bro. Stand and see. Stand and say. You know what I'm saying? Say, look, man, you ain't you, who you talking? You don't got nothing on your finger. You don't got no man by mm. your side. So, mm. ladies, what I'm saying is stop, stop looking for the approval of bitter women. You want to walk around with an amazing ring on your finger to prove your his love for you so that it's not even really about him. The ring is really about y'all. It ain't even about the guy. It's about showing it off, having something cute on your hand. And I understand it. That's how you was conditioned. 
But at the end of the day, you should be able to say that we're building something and maybe one day I'll have the ring that I would like. But we're not I think communicate. Go ahead, BD. <clears throat> I was just gonna say I think communication is key though. Like you said, um, yeah, don't don't Ooh. don't don't buy the ring from the pawn shop and then you got this, you know, elaborate uh, you know, uh, proposal with everybody in the family around and then you bust out that ring from the no, pawn shop. Like that. make sure you communicate <clears throat> what you're doing, you know. And, and that then and, and that talks about, you know, where we talk about dating stages and having these conversations and things like that. So that both parties are on the same page. Like she knows, hey, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to invest in you. I want us to have a future together. This is where I'm at right now. I'm not, you know, but this, these are my plans. This is, you know, where I'm trying to get to, and this is how we're going to get there. Um, so if he has that plan in place, he's communicated with you, and he's communicated, hey, in light of that, I'm not going to be going to Jared's. Okay, yeah, I, no, he didn't go to Jared's. I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to Jimmy's Pond. Jimmy's Pond, bro. <laughs> Over on North Tryon. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and, and and this is why. So as long as that communication is there, and if she's okay with that, then you guys can move forward. I mean, I guess that's our decision to make. What, what I mean, you know, do you think it is wise for a woman, if a guy comes at you in that manner, to be cool with it? Or should she say, hey, let's pump the brakes? And, you know, let's hold off maybe until you I see some more of that plan that you have come into fruition before we get married. I mean, I don't know. I think BD, she should rock with that guy. The fact that he communicated now. Now, if he now does he have actions that corresponds what he's communicating? I just think there's something I think both men and women have to look deeper into their insecurities, into their idolatry, into their former conditionings and be honest. You know what I'm saying? Like some things that we, um, the whole mantra of happy wife, happy life has, has imprisoned a lot of men from really speaking the truth, you know? And I think ladies have to be honest and be like, you know what? Why do I want a big ring? You know, do because it's not, there's nothing wrong with it. If the guy can get it, he can get it. But like, I've seen documentaries about diamonds. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it, is it more, it's probably more than what we should be spending. And and what I'm saying is is that why spend so much money on a representation of our love versus spending on what would actually keep our love lasting? A ring ain't gonna do nothing. Right. All it's gonna do is sit there and look pretty. It ain't gonna it ain't gonna block up. It ain't gonna uh, um, uh, stop arguments. <laughs> it's not gonna put no food on the table. It's it's not gonna do anything but appease the people who look on it. It's gonna take food off the table. It's gonna take food off the Shoot. table. So I think I had like a hundred twenty-five dollar <throat> ring payment for the first year of my marriage. And I think, and I think, and I think <laughs> that was groceries. But my thing about it is, like, all we had to do was get something from Walmart that looks as glistens a little bit. <laughs> I don't know, dog. Things be cloudy up in Walmart. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Their lights are pretty bright in Walmart. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is, I think I think a lot of men are stressing over something. For other people's approval. I just don't think that. I think that's one of the biggest okie dokes of all time. Knowing that men is going to do what the women want. So hype up the prices because he has no choice but to pay that price. Because she's going to. She, if you don't pay the price, she won't be nice. Yeah. And I just think it's wrong, man. I just think back then. Back what, what they have back in the day. They ain't had no diamond rings back in the day. True. So I just think if a if a if a man comes like that and he's a good guy, 
and he is financially responsible and you see it in his life and he's just like, you know what? I went to Jared's and I found out that that ring was $15,000 that you want. $15,000. <laughs> you coming to me talking about you want a $15,000 ring? I don't know if I want to marry you. It's that simple. So after I have this conversation, your response will let me know everything I need to know. I'll give you a day. I'll give you two days because you're going to be upset because of your conditioning. I'll give you two days. If you're still upset in two days, then we call this whole thing off. Right. Because I, I that right there will show you. Now, if a lady, a lady can still feel bad about it, but principles has to come to the forefront. It's like 15000 I had someone pay $25,000 for a wedding, BD. Uh. I think I said this in another podcast. $25,000 plus for a day. Do you know what twenty five? That's a down payment, bro. Do you know what $25,000 could do for many days? Um, a lot. I ain't about to pay $25,000 for y'all to look at something. Right. <laughs> and for me to look at... That's expensive pictures, BD. <laughs> Those are expensive pictures. Can't go back to the venue. Now, now if I'm paying $25,000, I get unlimited access to the venue. <laughs> right. I get that same chicken and that same um, asparagus and baked potato for, for 10 years every day if I choose. Right. If I could do it over, and I mean, I don't know. I don't know if uh, my wife would agree to it or most women would agree to it, but I think like... Dude, if you took the money that you spent on the ring, if you took the money that family put towards, wow. you know, your wedding. Yeah. If you took <clears throat> all of that bread and just like used it, say, all right, cool. We taking this and we're going to buy a, a house and you use that for the down payment on the house. Like how much more productive would that be as a start to a marriage or we have some debt. We're going to we're going to eliminate our debt, these credit card bills or whatever. Like, how much more productive of a start to the marriage would wow. that be? How much stress would that take off of a young, budding marriage versus spending all that money on the wedding? And then we come home and we got all these bills. We got all these, you know, situations. Uh, the, the the house that we rented, the landlord wants us out. He wants to sell the property. Now we got to move to another property. Like, it's all kind of stuff versus like using that bread you know what i mean i feel like that would be such a more powerful start to a marriage and then you know there's nothing wrong with the celebration of love and marriage and things like that hey now that we're stable because we bought a uh, you know a house and now we have this equity hey we can borrow against the equity and put on a good wedding or you know uh, i can buy you a ring upgrade the ring or whatever the case may be like man like, I feel like that's the way to do it, but I feel like society won't let us do that. No, it's, uh, it's unfortunate that people rather bend their knee to society's principles versus what God really cares about, what really matters. You know, I just think that's unfortunate. I think I think it's the dumbest thing. I really do. Spending all that money for a day, spending all that money for a left ring finger. That's all you all that money going to a ring and to a in a wedding and then y'all screaming through your marriage. It's like, man, putting things in perspective and having good cushion in your pocket really brings peace to a home. It really does. We really, really so so though you have the ring on your finger, but you're arguing about things not being where it needs to be financially, but you got the ring, you doing this with the ring in his face. He's he's looking at a ring every time you do it. Like that's the reason right there. Yeah. But if we, but if we say that, listen, I'm not afraid. I'm like, my wife knows I'm not afraid to clap back. I think that's the byproduct of being a virgin your whole life. You're not afraid. You've never been imprisoned by that little, you know, box. Mm. 
And so now when you marry, you just like, hey man, listen, what's right? And that's why man, I understand you gotta wash them with the word. And you gotta you like we said in many videos, you can't be afraid. Now I'm not saying to say my mom, not my mom, but I'm not saying my wife is all over the place. No, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that if it don't make sense, then why spend sense? Mm. Simple as that. Weekly airing of grievance. Spending too much money on the wedding. Hop in the comments. Let us know what you guys think on this topic. Because I think there's cases to be made for both sides. Oh, sure. yeah. uh, but now, now, if he gives you something, that thing look like a goddamn dot from a pen, then that's that. That's a problem. Right. We ain't talking about the. We ain't talking about him going to uh, CVS and getting you a ring pop. We ain't talking nah. about the. You know the little twenty five cent uh, joints that come and out. He's the, talking about look, they, look. Yours is blue. Mine's is red. Nah, come on now. Like, don't don't make it. It ain't a joke. But if it ain't from Jared's, then I would argue that it depends. You know, it depends on the mindset of the guy. Now, if he's just if he got you a you know a bootleg ring and he ain't got no plans, he ain't got no ambition. Like, he's just letting you know this is where we at. You know, you get in this bootleg ring, you get in a two bedroom apartment, and that's where I plan on staying. Yeah. Then that's the decision that you have to make. If you're okay with that. Then hey, y'all could be happily married uh, and and keep it pushing. And, but and maybe if you're mm-hmm. looking for more, then you might want to go ahead and make that uh, make that that call to go in a different direction. And maybe not from a pawn shop. That's somebody else's ring. You know what I'm saying? Like fellas, don't go to a pawn that's shop. That's true too. Get a ring that you put thought into that is hers, not not the not the dismantling symbol of a previous marriage that didn't work out. You know. And maybe that's where my wife was coming from, you know, because it was a pawn shop. It's somebody else's ring. Yeah. I think that's kind of more what her <clears> thing <throat> was, it's, you know, because, I mean, her ring wasn't like super duper expensive, but it was more than I could afford at the time. But it wasn't from a pawn shop. It was hers. So exactly. I think she was maybe she was cool maybe that's what it was. But if the guy get it from Walmart, <laughs> it's, it's, it's never been touched. It's never been on nobody's head. It's never been touched. <laughs> And definitely during the social distancing quarantine, it's definitely ain't been touched, bro. Wow. All right. Hop in the comments. Let us know uh, how you guys feel on that debate. All right. We're going to go ahead and get into the main topic of today's episode. We've got a good one. Um, by popular demand, a lot of you guys have been... Uh, saying in comments of our live chats and comments of some of our um, podcast episodes that you want us to elaborate more on the topic of submission. What does it look like, you know, uh, to submit to one each um, for a man and woman to submit to each other uh, within the context of marriage? So we're going to deep dive into that topic here today. Um, The first one we're going to do is on the side of the woman. What does it look like to submit? to a godly man within the context of a marriage. All right. So um, we're going to be talking about women in submission, how to submit to the right man. And the first topic that we have um, is that you have to realize that men are called to do something difficult as well. All right. So when you look at the scripture, um, Ephesians 5, 22 and through 33, but uh, mainly 522, it, it talks about wives submit to yourselves uh, unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. And then it says, for the husband is the head of wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, he is the savior of the body. Therefore, the church um, 
is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be unto their husbands and everything. Then it says, husbands, what love your wives, even if, I can't read today, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, right? So that's the main thing that you have to understand uh, when it comes to submission. Your wife, uh, your husband is also called to submit as well. He's, he has to submit to God, right? And he also has to, the Bible says that he has to love you as Christ loved the church. So we have to look at the relationship between Christ and the church. Christ loved the church to the point that he died for it, right? He gave his entire life. So, you know, we talk about women submitting to your husbands, um, and this is just, lay, you know, laying the foundation, laying the groundwork, Um you know, sometimes people are like, oh, you know, the wife have to, has to submit to the husband, but the husband is being called to do something even more challenging, even more, you know, the level of responsibility is even greater, all right? He has to submit to God. He is responsible for uh, his wife and his family, and he is required to love his wife as Christ loved the church to the point of giving his life. So when you keep that in mind, uh, going into the topic of submission, uh, I think it kind of shifts your perception on, you know, because a lot of times that gets thrown out there. Wife, submit to your husband's wife, submit to your husband's. And we don't hear the other part of it, which is the husband's love your wife's as Christ loved the church. There is no greater love. There is no greater sacrifice than the sacrifice and the love that Christ has for his church. Right. So. um Realize that your husband is being called to do something difficult as well. Realize that he has a greater responsibility. Um, and and as you as you go into looking at, you know, submitting to your husband and what that means. Yeah, man, that's just how it is, man. Ladies, I think when it comes to the word comes to the idea of submission it has had a negative connotation to it. And because of the hardness of men's hearts, the the evil in men's heart and some men's hearts that cause a lot of um, imagery to be put out there that it's like I have to submit to him and I get nothing into re in return. And I think when you understand that submission is twofold and to a degree, a greater level of submission by man, because the text says right here is that it says, um, um, let's let me in the same way husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. So if you submit to a man who doesn't love himself, how is he going to love you? But if you submit to the man that God has for you, who has whose fears have been perfected by God's love, who's not being tormented by fears. The reason why men do some of the things that they do is because they're tormented by fear, fear of losing their toys, fear of losing uh, freedom, quote unquote, fear of um, losing um, uh, what came with singleness and the fear of whatever. And so it puts an unnecessary pressure on the wife. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a man that's at rest. You know, and that's what we said many times that God brought Eve to Adam when that man was at rest. Now, if you submit to a restless man, then you're going to have a restless soul yourself. But if you got a man who's rested in Christ, whose fears have been perfected in Christ, then he's going to willingly out of self-care and self-love of his own self. is going to be willingly to sacrifice himself and submit himself to you because that helps him. Men have to understand that, you know, if you hurt your help, you hurt yourself. If you help your help, you help yourself. And so if a man hates himself, he don't know how to help himself. Therefore, he's not going to uh, celebrate and properly serve and submit to the one that God has sent to help him. And um, and um, and I think that's very key that women understand is that when you got the right man, 
you will by default, by second nature, want to submit and serve because of his uh, initial service. See, we're supposed to be servant leaders. Your, your servanthood should be a reflection of our service to you. Actually, it should be a reflection of our service to God and ourselves. Because the Bible says he will love his or uh, submit, no, he will um, love his wife as he loves himself. So that's why it's important to have a man that loves God more than you, loves himself accurately so that he'll serve you properly. But <clears throat> that's a good point, BD. What a man has to do is more difficult. We have to literally give our, do you, do you know what we have to give up for y'all? You know, do you know what we have to give up? Should I go there, BD? Um, no, nah, I'm not going to. I see. I see. See, there's a guy code. There's certain faces that a man makes that gives us that gives um, clues like you might not want to go down that road. But there are a lot of things that we have to give up as a man. And, and, and one thing that I'm learning in my marriage, BD, is the unpredictability of it. Um, the monkey wrenches that are thrown into the marriage, um, the the other pieces that you marry into that are there. Um, I'm so used to planning things out. Like I map, I literally map my life out two to three weeks in advance. I, I have I have mapped out my naps. I have mapped out when I'm going to work on this book, when I'm going to work on this chapter, when I'm going to work on this video. I've already mapped out. And one of the biggest adjustments that I had to uh, get in marriage is realizing, bruh, all those many other plans you're going to have, but it's the purpose of the family that needs to prevail. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and that's something I have to, I'm, I'm growing into dying to, not that I don't do it, but dying to the emotions that I may have in doing so, or finding the balance of it. And that's a, that's, that's a lot of sacrifice that I can't do what I want to all the time when I want to, but I have to, I have to serve uh, my wife and serve uh, my responsibilities and in moments where they're when there's uh, already given focus, but that's what I'm called to do. And I think when you understand that, when that, when a man understands that and is willing to sacrifice and ladies, you gotta understand a lot of times when men sacrifice, they don't want to, you know what I'm saying? So don't act, don't get the idea that you're going to marry a man that's going to be like, yeah, I'm just ready to sacrifice in all areas. He may do it because of his reverence for God, but, but you have to understand that there's a lot that he has to sacrifice um, and, and, and trying to find the balance of marriage. And when you understand that we both got a responsibility and potentially and possibly, and, and assuredly the man actually has it worse, not worse, but in greater um, weight, then it would kind of ease the mindset of, okay, I see his submission. So we think submission is, uh, for a man, we'll talk about this next week. So I'm not gonna go there, but, um, there's a if you measure a man not by submission but by serving leadership and sacrifice, then you will see why we're both in this together. So that's basically what I'm trying to say on that is realize that men are called to something um, equally or if not more, and that should help the lady be like, you know what? I see what he has to do. Therefore, this is let me give him my best. That's my point on that, BD. Right, right. And that's a good point. Um, when you when you talk about submission, when you look at submission, if you think about it, it's not just a one way thing. A lot of people like like we say, you know, they throw it out there as the women submit um, to your husbands. Um, but if you think about it, if you look at the biblical definition of it, both parties are submitting to one another. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, it just looks a little bit different. So, you know, 
as far as like a, a marriage and, and the needs of men and women, right? <coughs> men, we need to feel respected. Like that's a primary need for a man. Uh, a, a woman, their primary need a lot of times is to feel loved, to feel safe, safe and secure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why, and that's why the Bible uses the wording that he uses, wife, submit to your husbands, right? Because he needs to feel that respect. He needs to know, you know, that, that you support him in the decisions that he makes as he submits to God. It tells the husbands to love your wives as Christ loved the church, because that's what they need. Y'all, y'all need, uh, women need primarily is that love, is that affirmation. So, you know, it, but both parties are required to do that. That is submission. You know what I mean? It's not natural mm-hmm. to love someone else as you do your own body. That is what the Bible tells us to do. That's not natural for us. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's an act of submission. Though, uh, you know, uh, it's not natural for a woman coming where she's been doing her own thing, providing and taking care of herself, <clears throat> you know, making decisions on her own to give that, you know, to someone else. That's not natural. That's an act of submission. So both parties are submitting to one another. Um, it just, it's, you know, it's just different roles, different responsibilities um, are entailed in that. Yeah. Like BD's saying, man, they're both uncomfortable. You, you, it's not, <clears throat> it's not something that you just willy nilly do. It's not something that you just up to do. It is in the garden. It was easy to do because there was no sin there. You know what I'm saying? But outside of the garden, it, it became difficult. With Christ, it becomes easier. You know what I'm saying? So it's uncomfortable to do, but it's possible to do through Christ. And that's why you have to understand what the text says. It says, husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So, fellas, it's hard to give yourself to someone if you're not if you haven't accepted what was given to you. Christ gave you access to unlimited favor, unlimited unmerited grace, unlimited unmerited um ability unlimited unmerited spirit right so that if you give up from yourself you see what i'm saying and not giving up from christ you're going to end up burnt out or you're not going to see the the significance of it so you have to understand that he gave up himself but you have to understand that you gotta you gotta allow him to pour into you so that you can pour into her so that you don't get um discouraged in the process because it's not easy it's not comfortable and but but it's possible through Christ. And that's all I had on that, BD, because that's very good, man, is what you said about um, why a woman has to submit because it, it, it leans more towards the man's respect and why men, the Bible used the verbiage of love because it leans more to the woman's security. That's 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 if you didn't get anything from this segment, that right there is going to help a lot of people. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to go ahead and go into the second point as we talk about how to submit to the right man. And the second point is to realize that submission is not the sacrifice of one's self. Okay. Um, So when you talk about submission, that doesn't mean that this is like a dictatorship. That doesn't mean that, you know, whatever he says goes, you know, whatever he wants to do, that's what we do. You know, it doesn't mean that you lose yourself. It doesn't mean that you lose your interest. It doesn't mean that you lose the things that that make you you in the course of that marriage because you're submitting all of that to him. That's not what submission is. 
okay? Submission is simply, you know, uh, a, an honoring and a reverence for his position as established, you know, uh, as his his position of leadership as established by the Bible, right? That That's you acknowledging, okay, you are the spiritual head of this household. You are, you know, the primary decision maker, but that doesn't mean that my that doesn't mean that her opinions do not matter. That doesn't mean that she doesn't have a say in the things that, you know, the decisions that are made in the household. It's just, I respect you and your position of authority. That's what submission is. It doesn't mean, you know, everything you say, yes, yes, sir. Yes, 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 master. Like, it's not, it's not that, okay? That's not what marriage <clears throat> is. And I go back to um, where the Bible talks about uh Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. That is the example of leadership that we as men have to go off of as far as leading our our household, right? So Christ's relationship with the church isn't a dictatorship. It's not, you know, slavery or anything like that. It is Christ showing ridiculous amounts of love for the church. Uh, and, you know, within that love, there are, you know, guidelines, there are, you know, boundaries and things like that that are established that you know out of love that we that we follow but christ gave his life for the church right so that's the example that we have to go off of and that's kind of what leadership should look like when it comes from the husband to the wife within the context of marriage it's not just oh you 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 submit to me you do what i tell you to do it's i love you i'm outpouring of love Every day, you know, I'm showing you how much I love you. I'm showing you how much I'm sacrificing for you. I'm, 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 I'm giving of myself and the things that I want to do sometimes to make sure you're good. You know, when it comes to finances, when it comes to, you know, providing provision, I'm gonna make sure y'all eat before I eat. Yes, if sir. it comes down to it, you know, <clears throat> that's the kind of, you know, leadership and, and love that the husband should have for the wife. And so out of that, she's able to submit to his leadership, okay? Not out of, you do what I tell you to do, okay, I'll submit. No, it's, I love you, I'm sacrificing for you, and out of that, you are uh, submitting to him. So, um, like I said, the, the main point is, you're not losing, you're not sacrificing your own self um, and your interests and your you know passions and, and your calling uh, for this marriage, okay, for that individual. That's not what submission is, and that's, that, that's the main point to take away. Yeah, submission doesn't mean omission. It doesn't mean you omit yourself. It doesn't mean um, that you let yourself go. It's actually an enhancement of yourself um, because you were built to be nurturers, you know? So now by, by default, you are with the right man, by God, are able to nurture the right way. You know what I'm saying? Um, you're you're able to really be yourself and serve the way you feel best to serve and serve by serve from observe. You know what I'm saying? You're serving from observing how he likes to be served in, in regards. And I have some points here um, that you have to understand that where does he get his leadership style from? The text always says it says um, in the same way or as Christ. See what I'm saying? Submission is submitting to a mission. See what I'm saying? So if he if his actions doesn't line up with the mission of Christ, then you have the right to voice why you're not going to submit to that uh, contradictory mission. So it's not saying that you're submitting to the individual, 
we're going to talk about that. You're actually submitting this next point, but we'll get into that. But but you got to that's why communication is very important and being very clear of where this relationship and marriage is going <clears throat> so that you'll be able to say, does his mission, does his leadership style, is it as Christ did for the church? Is it um, um, in the same way? You see what I'm saying? In the same way. If he's not doing it in the same way, then you have the right to vocalize why you don't think that way is important. So you have to observe his leadership style. But the good thing is you get to choose who you submit to. That's why I don't really have too much um, sympathy. I may have empathy, but I don't have sympathy for women who, who saw the red flags, married the man, and submitting. Now, now you're forced to... Uh, he's not submitted to Christ. So now you, you don't even know what to do in your marriage because he's halt between two opinions. Your submission is, 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 is borderline um, irresponsible for you, but that's who you chose to submit to, you know? And so what you have to understand is that, okay, in the process, I'm going to observe his leadership style. I'm going to see, do I even know, do I even know Christ enough to know the way of Christ to see if it's in a man for me to submit to? But notice submission is about, Submitting to the leadership style of Christ. I have another point here. A man's uh, form of sacrifice is going to be from love and not leverage. Any man who leverages his position and utilizes scripture in a twisted way, that's not the man. That's That, that man's messed up. His right. his submission is from love. Like I'm doing this because I love us. Like like I love what we're trying to build. So I'm not gonna pay that much for that ring. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just not gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? I love us right. too much. <laughs> I love what we're trying to build too much. He's not gonna he's not gonna be a man that's gonna let your uh uh uh, uh ways or whatever uh, make him bend from what's what what he feels God is leading him towards. So a man doesn't lead from leverage. He leads from love. And he says, my love is protecting. My love is providing. My love is pure. My love is sacrificing, you know? And so that's when you understand is that that it, a submission doesn't mean you lose yourself. It, it almost reveals yourself and gives you an opportunity to be yourself in a form of service. But knowing that, okay, is this the mission from God? Uh, then you'll be then you'll be like you know what how can I infuse myself in my way of submitting that's rooted in the way God overall overarching desires for me to submit and I think that's something that alleviate a lot of pressure off of women when they realize I don't lose myself I actually get to be my best self in my form of service I think that will help women too absolutely and that's why it's so important to do your homework before, right. like J.E. said, before you decide to submit to somebody, you have to know who you are. You have to know what your strengths and what your gifts and what your callings are. Because if you get married to the wrong person, mm. if you choose the wrong person to to submit to, then you're, all of that is compromised. This only works mm. when that man of God is submitted to Christ. And when he is loving you as Christ loves the church, then you can submit to him. And in that submission, there is freedom to utilize the gifts and the purposes uh, that God has for you because he's going to be making godly decisions. He's going to be operating out of love and not control. Mm -hmm. If you get married <clears throat> to the wrong person who's not submitted to God and he's making terrible decisions. If you get married to the wrong person who's not submitted to God and he's trying to twist that scripture in a way that controls and manipulates you, 
then you don't have freedom to operate in your gifts. You don't have freedom to do things that God wants you to do. So you have to do your home. You have to make sure that that man is submitted to God, that he knows what that looks like, what that entails. Is it that he's willing to make those sacrifices? Because if he's not, then you're not going to be able and you're not going to want to properly submit to him. And and then it doesn't work. It doesn't doesn't work. And and that's why you look at the, this text that says submit yourself to God, uh, submit to God, resist the devil, he'll flee. If the devil's always around him, if there's always demonic, just bad stuff around him, he ain't submitted to God. The Bible says the fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. Look, observe his wise walk. Observe his walking. Observe his walk is what I'm trying to say. Is it wise or is it unwise? You see what I'm saying? It says, the Bible says, look carefully then in how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time for the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. You want a man that is always looking carefully in how he walks and not looking carefully in the idea of, well, this is our plan for our marriage and I'm walking down this path no matter what. In order to walk in purpose, you have to walk with person. So if I'm, if he's walking with God, he will, his steps will always be in purpose. Because that man's because he since he's got people behind him, he's looking carefully at how he walks, not as an unwise person. That's I think that's Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. But it's like he's not walking as an unwise person. He said, Man, I'm making the best use of my time because the days are evil. So I gotta look carefully, and you gotta look carefully at his walk, not his talk. Don't don't ever listen to a man. Watch a man. You know what I'm saying? There you go. Don't listen to no man, watch him listen with your eyes my fam fam listen with your eyes don't listen with your ears because a man can oh a man put out some man put out their best talk in the first six months right sounding good saying all the right things and his walk is not even in corresponding to his talk and it's obvious for you to see so get you get you some chalk get on get on the board and be like okay i'm i'm writing this this is how he's walking i hear what he's talking but this is what he's walking. It don't add up. Do the math on the chalkboard in accordance to what his talking walk is. And then you'll be able to say, okay, do I want to walk this way? You see what I'm saying? Mm. And 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 that's your choice. Just because he's cute and just because you lonely don't mean you get married to him. That's right. <laughs> Those are the two worst reasons to get married. Because he's it cute really and you lonely. That's the dumbest reasons to, right. to get married. And all of a sudden, now you're talking about make my pancakes like this or else. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. All right. So we'll go ahead and go into the third uh, point as we talk about women in submission, how to submit to the right man. Realize that you're ultimately submitting to Christ in him. All right. You do have rights. You do have um, uh, some uh, certain level of authority in the relationship. Um, so when we talk about going back to the scripture, it says husbands submit, uh, or I'm sorry, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for the church. Mm -hmm. So the husband is submitting to God, to Christ, to his relationship with God. So, uh, and then, and then it instructs the wives to submit to your husbands. So ultimately Christ is number one in that change of command. Ultimately, you're submitting to Christ in him. Okay. So, you know, he has to be where he needs to be 
uh, in his relationship with God in order to properly lead you. And that's why we talk about, you know, we talked about it in the previous point. You have to make sure that he has that relationship with God is solid. Don't rush to get into a relationship. Don't rush to get into a marriage without doing the proper background work. Um, that is his responsibility. Okay. And if he's not, um, if he's not where he needs to be, then that puts you in a, if you're not married yet, I would recommend going in a different direction. Um, what, what happens a lot of times is, you know, you get into a marriage and you thought he was, you know, submitted to Christ because like J.E. said, he put on that game and then you find out that he's not really as tight with God as you thought he originally was. And even in that scenario, if you if you do find yourself in that scenario, the Bible talks about that as well. First Peter three, uh, 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 one, I think it's verse one. Uh, Likewise, ye wives be in subjection to your own husbands, that if 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 any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives, um, while they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear. So, even if he's not you know, doing what he's supposed to be doing, even if he's not as tight with God as he should be, the Bible talks about you still, you know, can can win him over by your walk with God, mm-hmm. right? So, like I said, you want to do the work in, in, in advance <clears throat> to not put yourself in that position. But even if you find yourself in that position, if you're in a marriage right now and your husband isn't where, you know, he should be in his relationship with Christ, you still show that love, okay? You, you, you know, you're gonna have to kind of, you're gonna have to kind of put put the situation on your back in a certain respect, and it's not the role that you should have to carry out. But the Bible talks about like you can win him over by doing what you're supposed to be doing. You can do, win him over by still having a respect and reverence for him, but still having your relationship with God on point to where he sees like, wow, like even though I'm being a jerk. Like she still loves, she still loves me because she loves God. She still carries herself a certain way. And, and that, you know, can have an impact on him to step into the role that he's supposed to be in already. So, um, it's, it's really important, you know, it's really important for that man of God to have his relationship with God, because that's the only way that he can properly and accurately lead you. And through that relationship, <clears throat> through that leadership, through him submitting to Christ, is how you can submit to him. So ultimately, um, when we talk about submission, uh, I know some people can get hung up on, oh, I don't want to submit to no man. I don't want to submit. Well, ultimately, you're submitting to the God in him, all right? You're submitting to Christ because Christ tells you, you know, to submit to that husband, but he does need to be. That is, is these. the scripture is assuming <laughs> that that man of God is carrying out the role that he's supposed to, as the Bible instructs him to do. Yeah, and avoid that scenario at all costs. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Avoid Absolutely. that scenario at all costs. That's why if you're led by God, you don't have to worry about um things falling apart. Think things may be frustrating, things may be difficult at times, but it won't fall apart because God goes before you and make your crooked path straight. But notice the first verse in um uh I guess verse twenty one and twenty two on where he says, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. There you go. Submitting right to there. one another. It's, that's the first bar before we get into this. You see what I'm saying? He's basically saying submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. 
And it keeps going. And then it says wives. It didn't say women. It didn't say girls. So women, there's going to be certain some women and some girls who's going to have a problem with this because they not they don't have a wives a wife's mentality. A mm. wife's mentality is not. I'm not speaking from a wife. I'm just speaking from scripture. A wife's mentality is not subservient to a man. There's if you read Proverbs 31. There's 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 my goodness levels to this. Right. And the Bible even said when a man finds a wife, that's why, fellas, you can't be out here looking for a woman. You got to let God send you to your wife because you'll find a good thing. He's saying y'all are good things. If right. you're a wife, if, if a wife is not just a woman married to a man, it is abilities and traits and, and capabilities and capacities. It's, it says, uh, what was, what was I saying? What verse was I saying, BD? It was saying, um, uh, Oh, when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing and obtain his favor. You are his favor. But it says wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. It says your own husbands. Sometimes women get so caught up in the ideology or the idea of a husband they think a husband is. And so what happens is when you get a real husband and you versus the ideal husband, you don't know which one to submit to. Now you submit it to your idea. If he matches your ideas, you'll submit to that. Hmm. But if it's not him... I don't want to submit to him because he's not matching my ideals. But is, is your ideals inscripted? You know what I'm saying? In scripture? You right. know what I'm saying? And so you have to be able to say, first off, am I a wife? Am I, as you as a single woman, am I preparing myself to be a wife? You see what I'm saying? And um, am, am I, do I even understand what it means to be a wife? And, and, and honestly, it's difficult. It's difficult to be a husband and being a wife, especially if you didn't have examples but you have the energy of the spirit in you. You have the empowerment, the endowment, the empowerment of the spirit that will embolden you to do something that you are not that you didn't never that you never had experience with. So we can't have these excuses like, <clears throat> "Well, I don't know how to do it." I don't, it's like, no, the Holy Spirit will show you how to do it. But before He shows you how to do it, He'll show you how to be it. Now we're gonna get on the men next week, so don't 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 think that we just we're just letting you know. Do you have a wife's mentality? Or do you still have a little girl's mentality? Because then you're going to formulate your idea of what you think a husband is, even though you've never seen how a husband played out. But you formulate your own idea of what a husband should be. And then when you get your own husband, that your own husband has to compete to the ideal husband that you have in your mind. And now you're choosing what part of this own husband you submit to because part of him is, is submitting to scripture. But you have yet to submit to scripture and, and, and et cetera. So it caused confusion. But the But I went down a path. So I'm coming out of the bushes now. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, is that it says, as to the Lord, capital L, any marriage without God in it is, is going to have hell in it. Simple as that. Now, you might have spits and fires in your marriage, little, little smokes and stuff, but we're not talking about burning it down as to the Lord. And I think when a woman understands that I'm ultimately submitting to God in him, don't make him make, don't make him think he's a God. You know what I'm saying? Then you start getting full of himself, but you're submitting to Christ to him. And like we said before, the moment you don't see him walking in Christ's way, that's when you communicate, yo, you know, I got you. I'm still going to look out for you. I don't think we, now I, I don't think we should make that financial decision, but I'm see submission doesn't mean you stop submitting in all areas. It just mm -hmm. means you stop submitting in the area that he's not following Christ. That don't mean you stop uh, doing whatever y'all agreed upon in y'all's marriage. Some marriages, the man cooks more than the woman. So I'm not sitting here saying, go in that kitchen and cook for that man anyway. But whatever agreement that y'all have came up with, keep submitting to that man as far as acts of kindness. 
Right. But do not walk in his acts of blindness. There you go. If he's if he's walking, in, if he's got acts of blindness, you don't follow him in that direction. You be like, you know what? I'll pray for you. I'll keep serving you. I'll still do my acts of kindness, but I will not follow your acts of blindness. And that's just is what it is. Exactly. And that's what that scripture is talking about in first Peter. Like you still <clears throat> uh, like J.E. said, you can st- you can still walk in love with him. You can still, you know, like J.E. said, if you normally cook his dinner, you can still cook his dinner. You know what I mean? You can still submit to him and be a good wife to him. Now, if he's saying, hey, as the leader of this household, I don't think we need to, you know, go to church anymore. Well, then you don't have to submit to that leadership. Oh, well, my husband says we're not going to church, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to sit at home. Go to no, church. You go to church. You go to church if you have to go by yourself. And in doing that and continuing to, you know, show uh, you shower him with love and continue continuing to do the things that you were previously doing, you can, you know, you can pull him back to a, the place where he needs to be. But like Jay said, you don't want to be in that position in the first place. So make sure that you, you know, before you get married, make sure that his relationship with God is tight. Marriage is a godly <coughs> institution. Like marriage was created by God. And he set these parameters for the roles within a marriage. The reason we have so many divorces today is because you have a lot of people who are not believers getting married and they think that they can do it their way. And then it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And then they marriage, think, then they get mad at the God who made marriage and then they get mad right. at marriage. It's like, no, you just didn't do it right. You didn't do it right. You didn't look in the scripture and see what God says about marriage what god instructs each uh gender uh to do within the con uh, uh within the context of marriage and it's not easy it's not easy like we said it's not easy for a man to love someone uh as he loves his own body it's not easy for a woman to submit to the man but that's what god tells us to do and when we do it his way it works when we try to do it our way it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And that's what you have to understand, man, is that it's, uh, it's like driving a car in the water, expecting it to be a boat, and then and then go and go, get mad at the person that sold you the car. But the point that I want to add to, because I get a lot of ladies who, not a lot, but I've had over the years women who are in those situations where the man doesn't want to go to church, but you go to church. Let me make sure I give you some wisdom, though. Never make that, still show that man respect. And what I mean by that, never make that man feel that he's competing with your pastor. Don't do that, man. What you do, what you need to do is uh, don't be at church all day. Don't use church as an escape from your house. And what that would do, that would make that would even build deeper resentment in that man because he's going to be because that man is competitive. You know, that man's going to be like, oh, you 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 always talking about the pastor say and the pastor did this and, and you always at the church. I got another revival, another revival. I ain't seen no change in you. You still 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 come back the same one, but you got all these revivals. Right. So don't make a man if you really want. Those acts of kindness, we're not sitting there saying that, like BD said, oh, he said we're not going to church, we're not going to church. Go to church, but come back home and make a great meal. Go. Make a great meal. For sure. Because he should be able to see that, wow, every time she goes there, <laughs> the pancakes are banging. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Every right. time she goes there, man, what's special about that? Because when she comes back, man, the way she throw it, I'm joking. <laughs> the, way, the way she <laughs> flaps those jacks and throws it back, man, I want to go where that church is at. You know what I'm saying? And so what I mean, never make that man feel like he's competing with that pastor, man. And a lot of women do that. They at church all the time. That's why the man don't want to go there. Because cause, cause some of these churches are established like jobs, like careers. 
Some churches are established like careers, keeping you away from your family. Mm. It's built that church was not built to keep you from your first, the first uh, unit. And that's your home. And a lot of people do that. So the, the, no, no, no wonder the man, first off, the man, some men, the real, even though the man may not be spiritual, he may be street smart. <laughs> he may be smart. So he may be looking at that pastor like, I ain't going there because the pastor's messed up in the head. Right. So I'm saying, so, so my thing is have conversation. Babe, why don't you want to go? Now, if he's a straight non-believer, you know the reason. But I'm just saying, do not make that man compete. Don't make your home compete with the church house. Don't make your man compete with the pastor. Um, um, go to church, but when you come back from church, do something bigger and better. And you might you might have to bite your lip. You know what I'm saying? You you might have to say some words as you flip those pancakes. But you know that those actions are not going to be in vain. Right, right. All right. So the last point that we have, uh, talking about how to submit to the right man. Um, if you're not in a marriage yet, practice with God. Like we said in the previous point, ultimately, even within the context of marriage, you're submitting to the Christ in that man. So submit to God while you're single. Submit to God. Uh, practice, you know, in, uh, the Christ's love for you uh, is like we said, you know, when you talk about putting the man into the equation, his love for you is, you know, hey, I'm making these decisions based on my relationship with God. Hey, I'm making these decisions based on godly principles, principles that are in the Bible. So before you, the man is in the equation, practice the same thing with God. The, the Bible outlines what kind of things um, that God uh, reverences and, and wants. So make your decisions based on those things, right? Don't make decisions just based on how you feel or what you feel like you want to do. Make decisions based on what, what God has put, the instructions that God has put in the Bible uh, for us to carry out um, over the course of our life. So that's how you can practice you know, submission before you actually get in a relationship. So that way, when you get into a relationship, um, you already have... You know, you've, you're, you're already used to um, submitting to um, someone else, right? It's not new. It's not, oh, I've just been doing whatever I want to do, making whatever decisions I want to make that make me feel good. No, I'm already used to, all right, this person loves me. And out of that love it is, is, is pointing me in this direction. All right. I'm already used to doing that with God. So it's nothing for me to step into a marriage where this this man loves me. He submitted to God. I see him on his knees before God praying and interceding for myself and our family. And he's saying that we need to go in this direction. Cool. I respect his decision. Let's rock with it. Because I'm used to doing that. I'm used to being on my knees before God and saying, hey, God, where, where do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? What direction do you want me to take? I'm not just leaning on my own understanding. I'm not just doing what I want to do. I'm used to submitting to your leadership, God. So uh, this is the man that you've given me uh, to, to, to be the head of this household because I love you, God, because your word says that he is the head of the household and you want me to submit to him. I respect his decisions. I trust that he can hear from you. I trust that you will speak into him the things that we need to do as a family and I'm willing to submit. So that's how you can practice before you even get into a marriage. Don't, don't try to be single and do whatever you want all the time 
and get all, you know, they, when it comes to like getting married, they talk about when you get into your 40s, your 50s, the longer you wait, the harder it is to get married because you you get so used to doing your own thing, doing what you want to do, making your own decisions, right? So when you get married, it's hard to switch into having to make joint decisions, having to sometimes sacrifice. So I say that to say when you're single, if you've been single and you're making your own decisions, you're just doing whatever you want to do, it's going to be hard for you to get married and try to submit to somebody who's trying to lead you based on what you know uh, God has told them in, in his word and through prayer. It's going to be hard. So go ahead and start now. Build up your relationship with God. Stay prayed up. You know, and submit your decision making and submit your, you know, the, uh, the, you know, the, the way that you live your life to what God has outlined in the word of God. Yeah. You heard a phrase practice makes perfect. And then you also heard the other part practice, but practice makes permanent, not perfect. Like you have to practice because what you practice in your single life, you will perform in your married life. I do doesn't change anything, but, you know, just walking off the stage. You know what I'm saying? It don't change anything. So what you have to understand is that when you practice with God as a young lady, you will, you will, because with God, God is not just cookie cutter, cupcakes and sprinkles. There's a lot of following God is very uncomfortable. And so when you get familiar with practicing with God, you'll be familiar with the uncomfortable. And then when you feel me with the uncomfortable, when God leads that man, it was, I'm pretty sure it was uncomfortable for Mary to have to get Jesus up after the angel told uh, uh, Joseph, it's time to go to Egypt. I'm sure that was uncomfortable. I'm sure it was uncomfortable for Joseph to marry the woman and believe. So there's going to always be some discomfort. And so when you understand that, you will say, you know what? I'm used to this. And you know why it's important to practice with God? Because you will begin to compare familiarities. You see what I'm saying? So you serving God, you will be, you should be able to, you will, you have so much experience of serving God, practicing with God that you able to spot, you able to spot the flags quick. You able to spot, are they familiar? Is he familiar mm. to God? Is he, is, cause I've been serving God for five years in my singleness. Mm. So, so I, I, I can't, I already know you ain't the one because there's no, there's no residue. Of God on you, there's no familiarity. So why would I? Why would I even think about you when I don't even feel God in you coming out of you? That's God. So you have to practice with Him or with God, so that you will be able to know. That's why God wants us with He being a wife. You're not a wife off the stage. You're not a husband when you walk off the stage. It's not about being. It's not about saying I do. It's supposed to. It should be saying I'm doing. I've right. done. It, I do means. I commit to that. No, I've been doing this. <clears throat> I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. You know what I'm saying? So you got to practice with God because God's going to show you how to enjoy the comforts and discomforts of life. He's going to show you his character. Those things are important, like Mr. Miyagi. You know what I'm saying? What's his name? Uh, the karate kid probably thought it was, why am I doing this over and over again? Why am mm-hmm. I waxing on and waxing off? But when you're mm-hmm. in the fight of life, Oh, that's why that was there. So you have to practice. You got to spar with the spirit. You got to practice with the spirit. You know what I'm saying? Your strength comes from the Lord. You know, it's in him. There's a fullness of joy. And the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. So when you in the presence of God, which is your gym, there's no quarantine that keeps you from that gym. You know what I'm saying? There's no there's no uh, lockdown that keeps you from that. So you can actually train now and say, okay, God, this is uncomfortable. 
And then when you get into marriage, it's uncomfortable. I've been here before. And I've been here with this person before because I can follow you because I see the person I've been following and I'm still following in you still. And that's why it's important to practice in your single life so that you can actually be comfortable in performance. Kobe says something that was powerful. And I'm sure Jordan alluded to it. I don't know about LeBron, but I know Jordan and Kobe said these kind of things, you know, that, that, <laughs> that, that there are certain spots on the court that they've practiced thousands and thousands of times. They practice game-winning shots. So when it's game-winning time, they're comfortable. Even in the midst of nerves, they're comfortable because they put the work in. And so that's why you got to be it before you be it. You can't just show up to the to the wedding day talking about, all right, I guess it's time to put on my husband cap. <laughs> I guess it's time to put right. on my wife cap. You got to be it before you be it. You, 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 you should be exhibiting husband-like traits before the time. It would be foolish of you to eat donuts and hot dogs, hamburgers all week, didn't go to practice, and did his tip-off. You ain't going to last past the first quarter of marriage. You're not, you're not going to last past the first quarter because you, you didn't put the work in. There you go. So, I mean, <clears throat> you know, we and, then, and that was the topic for today. You know, what does it look like to submit to the right man? The answer is the same way it looks for you submitting to God in your relationship with God. That's what it looks like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, like we said, you know, God loves each and every one of us. He loves you. So, you know, he 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 puts things in place. He puts he he tells you the directions that you should go in through his word and through prayer and in fellowship and uh, with him. So that's what it looks like. It's the same thing when you get married. You know, you submit to that man. He submitted to God. He gets instructions from God because he loves you. He kind of sets the tone. Hey, this is as for me and my house, we're going to serve mm -hmm. the Lord. As for me and my house, these are the things that we're going to do. Hey, babe, I think, you know, this is the direction we should go in. Does that mean that? No, you don't have any say. Absolutely not. You do have say in it. But in a nutshell, that's what it looks like. Submitting to a man is the same way that you'd submit to God. So. Uh, that last point is a very good one for our single listeners. Get those reps in. Get your practice in. Practice makes perfect. Practice submitting to God. Practice, you know what I mean? Hey, I feel like going out to the club tonight, but that's probably not the best thing. So I'm going to submit my will to what God says. Okay? Man. Get those reps in because that's what's going to allow you to be able to submit to your husband uh, when you do get married. I'm telling you. Uh, adding to that, bro, look at the word represent. Reps and then present. The level of your reps will determine what you present and who mm. you represent. So my thing is you got to get the best person to get your reps in with is God so that you're able to present. If you're going to represent him, you got to get your reps in his presence so that you can represent him. And that just is what it is, man. I don't think people really, really go to God like they should and like they say mm -hmm. they do. They don't. I see, I see it in your fruit. The Bible, the, the Bible didn't say you'll know them by the fruit of their lips. You'll know them by the fruit of their life. So, right. so a lot of people are boasting about fruit. We live in an era. If everybody fabricates the IG page, what do you think they do about their lives? And they walk with God. Man, I see it all the time. Real recognize real. That's why this podcast is the real deal. Because we don't give you that BS, man. We don't give you that this is what's supposed to make your marriage happy. No, this is what's going to make your marriage last. 
This was going to make you effective and efficient. And what oftentimes it starts with God. It starts with fearing God, reverencing him. If you want wisdom in your single life, reverence God with your singleness. If you want to if you want a wisdom in your marriage, you got to reverence him. It starts with him. But the reason why women fell in this area and the reason why men fell in this area, the root reason, pride. I don't want to go to God. I want to go down my own way. I want to ride my own ride and do my own thing. Humility. You win with humility, my friends. You lose with pride. Simple as that. Pride may have you look like you winning. You may be up by 40 on this other person that's humble. You it, pride because pride, people in pride, they probably got more than a lot of people who's humble. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So they up by 40, but the game ain't over. Mm. So what I'm saying is, don't people who are walking in humility, don't envy sinners. Don't envy these envy people that's walking in pride. They only up by 40. This is the third quarter. Right. Keep balling. The next thing you know, they out of the game. Lost their heads. And you won the game. Exactly. Because when you implement these principles, what will happen is you see a lot of marriages, like J.E. said, that look really good, mm. you know, because they're doing, you know, they're not operating out of a relationship and reverence for God. You know, they're doing the things that they want to do. And that works sometimes when when everything is cool, when everything is good. Yeah. It looks great. But it's when the storms of life happen. Right. It's when those challenges come that, you know, if you don't have that foundation built on a relationship with God, that man is plugged into his relationship with God and you're submitting to him as he submits to God. If that chain is not in place, then when the storms of life come, mm. that's when it breaks up. That's when it doesn't work. Yeah. So um, that's all we've got on that topic today. I hope that was a blessing to you guys. Uh, if it was, hop in the comments. Let us know uh, what you got from uh, this this topic. And if you have anything else that you want to add to it, definitely drop that in the comments as well um, so that we can build on that and have some healthy discussion in the comments section. Um, definitely hop in the comments on that. All right. We're going to go ahead and keep it moving to today's this or that. And I think this one was birthed off of our last live, was it? Someone asked a question. Um, it was it was hymns it was hymns and contemporary hymns versus okay yeah versus contemporary um so we're we're kind of a a slight variation of that because it's a critical question Mm. when it comes to um my music my christian music especially when it comes to my worship i have two playlists Mm je and i don't know if it's right but I have a gospel worship playlist. <laughs> and I have a contemporary Christian worship playlist. All right. And I use both of them heavily. I use both of them heavily. But today we are going to have to make a decision. If you can only have one <clears throat> gospel or contemporary. J.E. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah, definitely with my my worship playlist, my music playlist is there's definitely segregation there. There's definitely segregation. Now, going now on. you you may have you may have a a Martha Manuzzi over here, but she's in the gospel. She's basically one of us. <laughs> um why he, is that? Like I like I really I I can't just have them all 
on the same worship playlist because I just don't vibe. I don't know. It's, it's just a, exactly it's just a different vibe. I have them separate. There is segregation and I, and going you know, on. And you, you know why it's different? Because one has struggle. <laughs> one has struggle and one has privilege. Okay. Wow. You know, you know, how, you know how I know it's privilege? Because there's a bunch of crying out God for to move. Okay. It's a bunch of like, you know, uh, send your rain. Do this. Do that. Access. <laughs> abundance. <laughs> <laughs> the gospel is can you break every chain? <laughs> break every chain. <laughs> I got of a breakthrough. <laughs> oh, so what I'm saying is it represents <laughs> the substratum of of each individual or each phase's uh, way of life. Mm. Oh, but let me start with the gospel, mm. which has the power to save. Oh. Man, that gospel playlist, bro, when you're going through. Yeah. You can't play Hillsong when you're going through. That's they ain't mm-hmm. going through nothing. They they're, That's a they're, good point. they're worshiping, they're praising off of privilege. You see what I'm saying? They're worshiping off of already starting off winning. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But 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 the gospel, we need that power to save us. Mm. We need help. <laughs> We need you to get us through, Lord. <laughs> right. Just get me through this neighborhood safely, Lord. <laughs> Just get right, me through right. as I jog. Just get me through. You know what I'm saying? We need that gospel music, man. And 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 gospel is just one of those, man. Very, very liberating. Very, very impactful. You talking about this? I never did this with no uh contemporary worship. I I was never travailed with Hillsong. I may have shouted, you know, I might have done this, <laughs> fist pumps. Fist pumps. I did fist pumps, but when you want to be here. Right. When you want to, when you want him to break the yokes, <laughs> mm-hmm. when you want those chains off of you, when you're looking for a breakthrough, when you're looking for, uh, encourage yourself, you know what I'm saying? When you need that, you go to gospel. Mm. But contemporary worship, BD, I grew up eight, nine, eight. 18 years of my life mm-hmm. was nothing but gospel. Okay. Nothing but gospel. But when I walked through those doors of Oral Roberts University, I was introduced to a whole new world. Yes, indeed. I was like, man, what kind of music is this? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what was it? From the Inside Out? Ooh. Oh, let me go to my worship list. No, let me now. no. Let me look at my songs, BD. Let me. I'm pull up my playlist, bro. Let me pull up my worship playlist, bro. And, and let me see. We should have did a battle like they do in all these battles. We'll do it. We'll do it next week. We'll do it next week. <laughs> next week, that's with the uh, good guys uh, battle, man. We got, <laughs> we go. We, we, what we're gonna do? Gospel. We're gonna do gospel versus gospel or gospel. So which side are you gonna be on? I'll take contemporary. Oh, I won. <laughs> but they got hits, BD. They got hits, man. Ooh, they got Don't hits. Don't sleep on them, though. Because Inside Out done put me <clears throat> on my seat a couple times now. <clears throat> Boy, inside Out but see, but see, But them contemporaries, they take too long to get to the main thing, BD. It does. It, it's a good two, three minutes before you get to the buildup to where it really break you down. But gospel, yeah, gospel breaks you down from the breakout. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Man, man, but contemporary, you'd be like, man, you listen for five minutes and then they hit that transition. 
And then you start hearing their voices. And I'm like, oh, then the glory falls. But I'm like, bruh, you got to get. See, see, that's why I go to my gospel playlist more than my contemporary, because I can I can get into I can get in it right immediately. Yeah. Contemporary is if I got some I got some time. I got some time. I'm cleaning. I'm cleaning the house. My wife's at work or something like that. I'm home by myself. I'm cleaning up. I can play that around the house. But when I need to go to the throne room. Not the bathroom, mm-hmm. but when I gotta go to God's throne, right? It's gospel, bro. I'm pulling my, bro. You can you pull? I'm pulling my worship playlist up right now, bro. Hold up, that. Oh, mine is on my phone, but I think I can access it through uh, Apple Music online here. Yeah, man. My worship playlist is called Worship and War. <laughs> oh, let's go. Worship and War, BD. <laughs> oh, my other two playlists—they're private. This right here is the, is integration. Hmm. Alabaster's box. Ooh, that's a hitter. CC oh, went in. Man, I got a but. See, see the thing of the thing about gospel songs, BD. Mm-hmm. You know the song by the title. These contemporary songs, I got. I can't remember. I can't. That's true. What, contemporary songs are forgettable. Gospel songs are those are they? Don't, the gospel hits. I, I I only know the hits of the contemporary songs when I hear them. Right. I know the hits of gospel when I see it. <laughs> you know, I don't. I, I know the cover. I know. I know what Kurt Franklin had on. Right. I know what Fred was dressed in. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. It it was forever until I realized that Oceans was what it was. Yeah, <laughs> like, bro. I was like, wasn't I, I can't. I can't. The thing about contemporary songs, you can't find them on the playlist. You got to be like, what's that song again? Yeah, because back like, time, I would see that all the time. <clears throat> I would see people talking about Hillsong, Oceans, Hillsong, Oceans. I was like, "What song is that? That thing must be a banger." But you heard, and it for I finally five heard it, and I was like, "Take me deeper where my." I was like, "That's Oceans." <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I was like, like, okay, man, I, I was like, "Man, it sounds like something else." Oh, but you know right. who? You know who really bridged the gap? Who? That really made me a fan of contemporary. Who? Israel Holden. I was about to say, yeah, he's kind of like, I don't be knowing where to put his in my playlist. And I actually, I think I have him on both because he's kind of, he's, he's kind of, he's a blend, bro. Yeah. But, but I, he's more gospel side, bro. Like his bangers are gospel. Yeah. Alpha and Omega, another Oof. breakthrough. Oh, we talk, now Israel. Now, I don't know. The Israel new breed and the uh, uh, alive in South Africa. That was yeah. when he, that was when he was anointed. I don't know about yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. No, <clears throat> not now. Not now. The after. Oh, that's. Oh, yeah, I know that. Um, I'm trying to look for some contemporary songs. Awesome God. I don't know what that is. Back to the Father. <laughs> that's, that's privilege, BD. Back to the Father. So you, yeah. so you, you have enough privilege to walk away from God, <laughs> like, and then now you want to come back to the Father. Oh, your Man. song called Awesome God. Of right. course, he's been awesome to you. You can stop. Life's been great. The battle is yeah. the Lord. Yolanda Adams. Of course, that's gospel. The battle. I, God, I can't fight this. <laughs> the battle is yours. <laughs> Another a covenant worship, a song called "Beautiful." And you never heard a gospel song called "Beautiful," BD. Hey, Carrie Joby, beautiful boy, that thing go. I know, but but of course, God is beautiful to you. Life, <laughs> life's great. <laughs> oh, Martha Manuzzi, because of who you are. <laughs> you saw the best in me, Marvin Sapp. When everyone else around me, 
it's something. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. I might worship after this. Oh, man, BD. It's all the best to me. Man, bro, that got me through. When everybody else around me saw the worst in me. Mm. <laughs> Donna Lawrence, bless me. <laughs> oh, why do I have mercy me in my gospel worship? Hold on. Whoa, is that Kanye? <laughs> oh, not mercy. No, mercy no me the li- group is mercy me. Bro, why you got mercy me in your gospel playlist, bro? I don't know why that's here. Damn, breathing. All right, J.E. Oh, my bad. The we question did. stands. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> this is well, not the battle. Man, my, my worship playlist has 305 songs. <laughs> 30 hours and 24 minutes. So if you, if you want, now my, now my uh, segregated lists are private, you know, but if you want my integrated worship playlist, cause I, you can go to my Spotify page right now and get, and go to my worship and war playlist. Mm. And that's where integration is of my, but BD <clears throat> gospel has this place to get you through the tough things of life. That's right. But when I went to Oral Roberts, man, I realized the jubilance of worship, mm. mm-hmm. the reaction of who God is, right? Not the reception of what I need, well, not what I re- need to receive from God, but right, right. But 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 honestly, BD, at the end of the day, I'm still a black man, and I'm still gonna have right. struggles. <laughs> so right. so I'm gonna need my, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I can I I I can I can. Um, I can't live without my gospel. I can live without my contemporary. Like if you, mm. if if I had to pick a list that I have to listen to the rest of my life, right? I'm going to my gospel. So I, <clears throat> it's possibly an unfair fight because right now I can name five go to gospel. When you need a go to, not maybe from the inside out is maybe an honorary mention. Maybe it's a a number six on your top five. But mm-hmm. all of my top five is gospel songs. So, mm. gospel will have to stay, man. I'm sorry. I, there's nothing that you can say. There's okay. nothing you can say. Because if I get rid of gospel, I get rid of Kirk. If I get rid of mm. gospel, I get rid of Fred. If I get rid of gospel, I get rid of the Clark sisters. If you get rid of gospel, I get rid of half of Israel. <laughs> <laughs> half of Israel. <laughs> if you, you see what I'm saying, and if if I if if I get if you get rid of that, you get rid of Ken Jones. You get rid of all of that. And all you mm. left with is long blonde hair, jumping around, guitar playing worship. Wow. <coughs> I should have slept longer today. Man, I'm not trying um, to make this a black or white thing. I'm just letting you know it's coming. I need my gospel, BD. Yeah. Oh, I need thee. Ooh, Marvin Sapp got to go too, man. Oh, you can't get rid of Marvin Sapp or William or William McDowell. Oh, William Murphy, praise is what I do. Ooh, <clears throat> when I wanna get cool. Mm. What about that? Oh, smoke. I need you now. I need go. you now. That's gotta go. You never heard of the worship contemporary side. They been had God. Bruh, those are hits. Bro, I'm going through my worship list right now, bruh. I, uh, CC Winans, BD. All right. Gospel's got to stay. Um, <laughs> so we'll you get that so out of the way. <laughs> Tasha no. Cobbs, bruh. Man. Even, even the praise of the gospel, you can't get rid of. Like, the worship of the gospel is 
But the praise? Gospel is like, I mean, you know, like gospel is like the music that that gets you through the storms. Like you said, Jake, <clears throat> the music that, you know, pulls you through, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then contemporary is kind of like, all right, doing okay. <laughs> doing okay. Let me bask in the greatness of God. Let me take me deeper into an understanding <laughs> of your ways and your 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 greatness. Like that's what contemporary and yeah. there's 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 room for that. I oh, need yeah. that some days. Yeah. And that's where I'm at some days. And then some days, you know, hey man. <laughs> I'm going through it, you know. The kids done got on my nerves, wife done got on my nerves, job done got on my nerves, and I need I need I need God to pull me through and I need that gospel. Mm. I really like they are both very critical. But if I have to choose one, it, it's gonna have to be that gospel, man. man. I cannot see a world where I don't have Kirk leading me into worship. I I, I can't imagine a world where you know, pages of life, chapters one and two. I, not... BD, I must say, <laughs> I revisited Fred Hammond. He's good. He's good. Now, and I, and you know what? <clears throat> I'm going to meet you halfway. Like, here's my thing. All right, Kirk wins. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kirk wins the battle of Kirk versus Fred. But Fred got hits, man. Like, Fred he does. It, 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 Fred just has a spe- pages of life, chapters one and two. Yeah, it was good. Like that's just that's just any situation you got in life, man. Yeah, that was good. That thing can pull you through. That was good. I just think it was more of an intimate album. It is Kirk is a marketed album. You know, he's more marketable than Fred, you know. For sure. And And he's got more hits, he's got more longevity. Um I mean I think Fred's still putting out stuff, but it ain't like the it ain't like the old Fred. Kirk so, just keeps coming, bro. Keep Kirk. Kirk just, keep coming, man. He's still putting out stuff. That's you know, fresh. So. That's like still good. Right. So I, I'll give it. I'll give Kirk the nod. But Fred just, you know, when it comes to my worship, oh, shoot, that's what I'll say. I think when it comes to my worship, I will give the slight nod to Fred. But Kirk, I mean, Kirk got him too. But I'll give the slight nod to Fred. But overall, definitely Kirk. Man, we got to do an Instagram live where we do a battle versus gospel and contemporary BD. Hey, because we don't think we can do it on YouTube. They'll, 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 they'll just take us down. Yeah. Like you first twenty tracks. You got twenty. I got twenty. You probably only. You probably only get twelve. I can get sixty. Oh God! Right. No, no. Like I don't know. You get unless twenty I, contemporary. Hey, bro, I'm gonna have to dig. You might have to dig, but at the end of the day. At the end of Gospel, the day. you can rattle off twenty off the top of your head like that. Hey, let's do that soon, man. I'm gonna create a flyer. <laughs> I'm gonna create a flyer and be like, Tuesday at eight p.m. Gospel versus contemporary. <laughs> Good gospel. I don't know, man. I feel like it's not good. I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm gonna have to skip ahead in the contemporary song because if you come out, you gonna come out the gate with the gospel, and they gonna know what the song is out in the first five seconds. Right, you gotta actually get the song to go to the minute three. <laughs> Let me go that right. Let me hit two minutes thirty-seven seconds. Uh huh. Right here. <laughs> Let's go. But when I but when I go to all you all you need to hear is the first keys of a gospel right. song, and they already know what it is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> bro, all like man, it took it takes them two minutes to get to the good stuff of the song, BD. Yeah, man, gospel wins, man, because you have more struggles in life than you do successes. To a degree. Yeah. 
Because no matter how much success you have, trouble trouble's gonna come. You you're human. Yeah. Bruh. Contemporary doesn't even have a chance, bruh. Even if you even if people who was raised on contemporary, if you actually sat them with gospel for a day. I love my gospel, man. Hey, I mess with contemporary heavy though. Like I I'm, do too. I'm not going I cannot contemporary at all. Like I mess with it like that thinking it would like I said, if you got some time, <clears throat> you got some time on your hands, you got an hour, hour you and let a half it roll. that you just let it roll. Bruh, you let that contemporary roll, boy, that spirit be in there, boy. Yeah, the spirit's in there and and the pine saw is everywhere. Like you cleaning, you vibing. But gospel, you don't have pine saw, you have tears. <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but when you yeah. around the house, because sometimes contemporary has the upbeat with the worship, and you know transition into something you be like, oh, the words, yeah, it gets you reflecting in God. But gospel is just you know you feel it, right? Man, in, please let us know. Go ahead. B. Hey, you gotta hop in the comments on this one. Hop in the comments, contemporary or gospel. All right, yeah. let us know which one you would keep and why. And throw out some of your favorites. Give in us there your too, top right? five. Give us your top five Ooh, with the name. Because you're contemporary, go. we need a name. So if you give us some definitely gospel. on the contemporary side. Because if we have this battle, I, I think I'm going to need some help. Uh, drop your top five contemporary songs because I don't always be knowing what they are. I might even know it in my head, but I can't think of it. I don't know what the title is because it has nothing to do with the words of the actual song. So drop your top but, five contemporary songs and drop your top five gospel BD. in the comments. What's up? Maybe we're comparing the wrong two. Okay. Maybe we should be comparing gospel's praise with contemporary music. No, both sides got upbeat and low beat. Never mind. Bad, bad, yeah. bad. I'm sorry. Don't even just forget I ever said it. <laughs> all right. Um, I think that's all we've got for today. Um, <clears throat> yeah. As we always say, if you haven't subscribed already, hit that subscribe button, guys. Hit the bell so that you get post notifications so that you know when we're dropping a new episode or going live or just dropping a new video, whatever the case may be, hit that bell so that you get the post notifications. Hit the subscribe button and smash that like button if you enjoyed this video. All right, hop in the comments, like we said previously, and uh, interact with us. Help us continue to grow here at the Good Guys Podcast, all right? Um, Josh, you got anything, any last words, any nugget of truth or anything like that? Nothing, man. We've been giving nuggets all through the episode. Alright. Well, as always, I am a happily married man, a humble father of four. He is J.E. Slim Rev, the Rev. Happily married as well. We're the Good Guys Podcast. And we are out. Peace. And remember, we're only good because he's good. See you next time. Peace.